Hi, everyone, and welcome to this next episode of Alphabet Accounting. So, Lisa, I hear that there's this fundamental concept called accruals. What is the accruals concept all about? So, you're right, accruals is a fundamental accounting concept. And it's all about making sure that when you do your profit and loss account for an accounting period, let's say 12 months, because that's what it normally is, you want to make sure that you've got 12 months worth of income and 12 months worth of expenses in that 12 month period. And if you've managed to do that, it means that you're matching together the income and the expenses, which means that your profit figure is going to be accurate. Okay, so in other words, if you're talking about that matching concept, do we not produce a profit and loss account on a cash in and cash out basis then? No, and that's why the accruals concept's important. So perhaps the best way to think of it is an example. So imagine you're a business and you're doing your accounts for a 31st December year end. And what if you've been using your electricity all through that 12 month period, but you haven't received the bill for the last three months until after the year end? Now, if you accounted for everything just on a cash basis, you'd only have, say, nine months worth of electricity expense, right? Because you haven't actually paid for that last three months. And if you did that, your profit figure would be kind of overstated because you're not matching together the 12 months worth of income and the 12 months worth of expenses. So all an accrual does is it forces the profit and loss account to include that kind of missing expense that you haven't paid cash for. So an accrual is just a way to increase your expenses. So it shows 12 months worth of expenses, even though you haven't physically paid in cash for 12 months worth of expenses. Okay, brilliant. So you're increasing the expense to match the income and expense in that period and creating a liability on the statement of financial position. Correct. Yeah, because you need that liability because remember at the year end, you haven't yet paid that electricity bill, but you know you're going to. So what you're going to do with your accounting is, as we said before, force the expense for that three months into the profit and loss account and include a liability for the same amount that you just haven't yet paid by the year end. Brilliant. And just one last question on your example. So you talked about the bill being received after the year end. So you could use it to see how much you actually owed for that three month period. What happens if the bill hasn't even arrived? Do you like not include it then? Oh, we definitely still have to include something. So this is where you have an example of an accounting estimate because it's really common that you might have this bill arriving in January or February or even in March after the year end and before that time you have closed off your account. So you, you actually don't know how much you owe. So you're going to have to do an estimate and it's a really good example of where companies have to guess a little bit and that's okay in accounting. It's not always going to be like perfectly correct or a, a right answer. So really, really common for companies just to base their accrual maybe on the previous year's accrual or maybe on their regular usage of electricity. There's lots of different ways that you could estimate it. Or taking the nine months bill and just working out sort of an average over that period and using that. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Thanks, Lisa. Okay, Jodie. So I've got another question. Um, This is about something called an accounting period. What does that mean? 
Okay, so an accounting period is usually the period of time that a company prepares its accounts for, which for most companies would be a 12-month period. But what financial year-end they pick is completely up to them. So I think in your accruals concept example earlier, you used a financial year-end, which is often the calendar year-end of the 31st of December, but a company can pick whatever year-end it wants. So my consulting business has always prepared accounts, company accounts, up until the 31st of March. I've been out to audit some clients who have year-ends of June or year-ends of September. So you select and state which accounting periods you will be preparing your accounts for. Okay, that makes sense. I think that's that's a UK rule because in some countries, I believe that you have to have a certain year end. So some people listening to the podcast might be sort of familiar with just having accounts for December or just to coincide with the tax year end like, like I do with my company, which is a March year end. But basically, it's any 12 month period um, for a UK company. So we've just seen a couple of examples of accounting estimates. So we talked about amortisation where companies have to estimate how long something like a brand name is going to last for. And we talked about accruals where a company might have to estimate how much electricity they've used before they receive the bill. So it seems like accounting estimates are quite important. Are are they important? Are there lots of examples of accounting estimates? Yes, definitely. I think one of the first things any accounting student needs to appreciate is that accounting is not an exact science. I think over the years, I'm not sure about you, Lisa, but everyone assumes that you have to be really good at maths to be an accountant because it's this exact science and there's always a correct figure. And it's not like that. There's a lot of judgment involved with it. So there are many areas in accounting where we use our judgment and includes an estimate. So another example would be depreciation. So depreciation similar to amortization. We talked about assets earlier, our plant and machinery example. So when we have plant and machinery, we would depreciate those assets and we estimate the useful economic life, the period which we're going to get benefits from. So very similar to amortisation. What else might we have? We might have an ongoing court case. So it might be that our company is being sued and we're not sure yet how much we'll have to pay. So we can estimate how much we think the, the likelihood of losing that court case is and how much we'd have to pay. Uh, Another example, stock, maybe when we look at inventory. So inventory was one of our current assets that we hold at the end of the year. So there's lots of estimates involved with how much we think the net realisable value of that asset might be. And that would be affecting, impacting on the value that I include in my stock figure. And another good example is receivables. So if I've got a customer who owes me money at the end of the year, I might have to estimate whether any of those debts are irrecoverable and those debts might need to be written off. So there's lots of examples of accounting estimates, things that haven't happened yet, but we are using that knowledge to get the best fair presentation, true and fair presentation of the accounts. So it seems like estimates are really important. So how do shareholders or people using the accounts 
get to know about estimates because if I was looking at a set of accounts and I didn't know anything about it, I would just assume that these numbers were like totally 100% like correct. So it's all in the disclosure notes. So when we teach a lot of our modules on accounting, it will always be preparing these financial statements. And actually in an annual report, it's not just the financial statements, there's lots of other information in there. And in the financial statements themselves, there's a numbers, which of course we're drawn to when we look at, but there's lots of disclosure, narrative disclosure about where the areas of judgment are and what the policies are that we've used. So in there, we'll disclose the length of the useful life so that you can compare one company who might depreciate over 10 years compared to another company who might be depreciating over five years. So it's all in there as a narrative story for the shareholders to use. And I guess now, whether they use it, I don't know, Lisa, but it's really important, I think, for shareholders to see that information because then I think, as you said, they can compare different companies and it's all part of them really understanding how the the management of the company, the directors have put the accounts together and like not assuming that it's all just based on absolute definitely. facts. Yeah, definitely. And if we do change those estimates, there's disclosure in the accounts as well that will show that, um, particularly when we look at financial statements have um, this year's figures and comparative figures. So you mentioned there about the comparison. It's really important that they can make those comparisons year on year and company to company. Great. Thanks, Jodie. Well, that's all we have time for on this episode of Alphabet Accounting. See you again soon.